Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. John Coffey will join me shortly. And diving back into the 2009 side of things uh, this week, two weeks ago, we had Jordan Simmons, a uh, running back uh, for that Northwest National Championship team back in 2009. And today we have the quarterback of that squad, Blake Bowles, a native of Lincoln, Nebraska, joining us. Blake was a two-time All-American, and he finished as Northwest Missouri State's career passing leader with 8,668 yards. Uh, leader in completion, 662 in touchdown passes. And, of course, there are a lot of great Bulls quarterbacks that have come through. Uh, Blake, uh, we had Brady come through Northwest, won a national championship with the Bearcats as well. And right now, Brooke Bulls, the youngest of those Bulls brothers, is playing at Central Missouri. And as we're recording this, we're getting set for Northwest Missouri State to take on Central Missouri at Bearcat Stadium uh, coming up this Saturday. So we'll actually talk to Blake a little bit about that and uh, the brothers there and um, where he thinks that he kind of ranks among those brothers as the, as the quarterback. He does have some bragging rights in a few of these stats, but uh, Brooks had quite the season himself. So we had a lot of fun talking to Blake and uh, kind of going back down that road of the 2009 National Championship game and getting his thoughts so that's coming up shortly. But we want to remind you that Bearcat Rewind is sponsored by the Northwest Missouri State Alumni Association and the Northwest Foundation. They're inviting you to take part in the Forever Green campaign. Now that's part of an effort to pave new pathways for students to excel. They're on the final stretch run to meet their goal. The Forever Green campaign is a push for Northwest toward academic excellence, scholarships, student life, and much, much more. So leave your legacy and help make the vision of the Forever Green campaign a reality for students who will come to know what so many others have learned before them, that nothing compares to being Forever Green. For more information, go to nwmissouri.edu slash forevergreen. And thanks to Mosaic Medical Center Maryville for their support. If a sports injury sidelines you from your favorite activity, don't worry, you have a team of experts ready to help. From sprains and strains to breaks and more serious injuries, our orthopedic and sports medicine professionals in St. Joseph, Maryville, and Albany have the skill and experience to get you back in the game as fast as possible. Mosaic Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we're all in to get you back in. Now let's dive into our interview this week with Blake Bowles. This week on Bearcat Rewind, joined by Northwest Missouri State, a former Northwest Missouri State quarterback, uh, Blake Bowles. Blake, we appreciate the time and uh, quite the season so far for, for Northwest Missouri State. How much of this are you able to keep up with uh, uh, kind of throughout your daily life of going through work and everything else while also keeping an eye on the Bearcats? Yeah, I definitely always am following, following along with the Bearcats, uh, always checking in every weekend to see how they're doing and, and always checking out the scores. Uh the last few years has been a little bit tougher for me because my brother's at uh, Central Missouri right now, so I always watch their games on Saturdays, so a lot of days conflicting time constraints and stuff, but I'll be watching usually my brother's uh, game on the TV or on the laptop, and then I got Northwest pulled up on my phone, so I can still see both of them going. Well, and, and you kind of bring it up there with uh, with Brooke playing at Central Missouri and, and uh, having a, a fantastic season so far. Um, is it a little bit weird? I mean, uh, how much green and white do you still have in the closet compared to the red and black? Uh, well, you know, I, I was always a Husker fan first growing up, so there's always been a lot of red and black in my closet. That makes sense. Um, I, I, I have one mule shirt that I have that I do wear to, to all the Central games. Obviously love my brother very much and very proud of what he's doing at Central. They're having a a good year so far, so I hope that they can keep things rolling. But there's always plenty of green and white in my closet, and there will be for the rest of my life. I'm a bear cat forever, and uh, it, it's been a little weird the last few years having to root for Central. Um, obviously, I only have to root against Northwest one game a season when they play each other. Um, but, 
it's it's been a little bit of an experience. Um, I'm enjoying watching Brooke play, but I'm ready to get back to rooting for the Bearcats uh, here in the near future. Yeah, I was going to say, it must feel a little bit strange to put on uh, a mule shirt to even go down and root for your brother there. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a weird feeling walking around with a mule shirt on. Um, again, love my brother, really happy with what he's doing, really proud of him, but still a little bit weird throwing on that red and black shirt. Now, he, you know, you're to the point where you have to do what's best for yourself, and we get him uh, going to Central Missouri and playing, and, and he's excelling there under head coach Jim Sobota, who obviously has Northwest ties. Um, but how did that work out that yourself and Brady ended up here with Northwest Missouri State and, and Brooke went to Warrensburg? You know, it, it was it's just kind of one of those things where I think at the end of the day, Brooke um, really wanted to try to make a name for himself. And it was one of those things where he had kind of felt like growing up, um, he had always kind of not necessarily lived in our shadows, but, you know, he was following us, um, you know, to the high schools and middle schools and all that stuff. And so everybody knew who he was through his older brothers. And so it was kind of one of those things where he was ready to try to make a name for himself and, and do things that, you know, um, you know, he could, he could be proud of and, and make a name for himself. And I think that's why he chose to, go to central and i mean i think he's he's doing a really good job of of that well and he also gets a little bit of northwest flavor there with coach sabota being the offensive coordinator at northwest for so long and uh, john McMinniman, the offensive coordinator down there a uh, person that uh, you followed in uh, McMinniman's footsteps uh, down the line as well so there's a little bit of northwest uh, in him down there yeah absolutely there's you know there's definitely some ties there and you know he's a he's a mule for life, but you know before he was a mule, he was rooting for the green and white for for ten years. So um, there's definitely a lot of love for for the Bearcats uh, all the way up and down through. My We're going to look at your records here in a little bit, and you put up some some crazy numbers at Northwest Missouri State through the years, and, and obviously a championship there in '09. But you know earlier this year when he played Missouri Western, he threw for 506 yards in that game, and and that tops your record of 421 in a single game. So I think in a lot of the career records you're going to hang on to, but he does have bragging rights on uh, on single-game numbers there. Yeah, he's got bragging rights on a couple things. I never threw for 500 yards in a college game, and I never threw for seven touchdowns in a college game either. Um, both, you know, I, I, got, I got to those markers when, when I played overseas in Germany, but never in college. So it's, it's pretty impressive and, and definitely really fun to watch. I know the only stat that he really cares about is going 1-0 every week, um, getting that win. That's the most important thing, and I know that that's all he cares about. But he's he's uh, having a pretty fun season to watch so far and uh, just, um, just like to see things keep rolling for him. Well, we look at what uh, you did here at Northwest Missouri State, and, uh, and like I said, crazy numbers going up, but uh, you think about going 1-0 each week and uh, go back to 2009, and um, it was kind of the trend, I guess, for a few years there under head coach Mel Church, where you guys would play a really good non-conference team to start the season. Um, the Bearcats would drop a close one and then come around and avenge that loss later on in the playoffs. You think back to 09 and the 19 to 14 loss to Abilene Christian in the opening game. You guys come back around and get them a little bit later on, and and uh, and then beat Grand Valley for the national championship. But you know you're a junior. You guys have a loaded football team and what turned out to be a loaded offense. What's going through your mind? Only putting up 14 in the first game, and, and, and does doubt creep in at all after that loss to ACU? Definitely don't have doubt. I mean, you know, you're frustrated with it. Uh, first game of the season is always the toughest one, especially when you play a quality opponent. 
because um, you, you don't know where you guys are at. They're going to be battle-tested right away, right out the gate. And uh, I really always enjoyed playing those types of games the first game of the season because it did let us know where our team was at. And, you know, going into the season, we felt very confident about the team that we had, the guys that we had around us, and, you know, knew that we could do some good things. And, you know, that loss in the first game of the season was kind of a wake-up call that maybe, you know, we definitely have the talent that we that we thought we did, but maybe we need to uh, refocus some things a little bit more. And, you know, uh, I, obviously we did that, had the turnaround, won 14 straight games after that, and went on to win the national championship. But uh, you never really doubt your, your season, especially after the first game, um, no matter what happens. Uh, it was definitely disappointing to get the loss uh, to start out the gate. Uh, I mean, obviously, everybody wants to have an undefeated season. But, um, you know, like I said, sometimes you learn more from those losses at the very beginning of the year than if you were to, to, to win one of those um, just because it lets you know where you're at and kind of gives you that extra push, that extra motivation to, to stay sharp and, and do the things you need to to not let that happen again. And when you talk about that, what were some of the things you felt that you learned out of that uh, game that you were able to refocus on for the rest of the season? Um, I, I think the biggest thing for us was, uh, you know, just making sure that we mixed it up a little bit. I, I don't think we were very one-sided in the first game, but we just didn't have a very good flow of things that we were doing. We were very stagnant on offense, didn't move the ball very well. And a lot of that was me. That was my first first game uh starting and even though I played a lot as a sophomore it's different when you're in every single play and so um you know I sh- I shook off a little bit of the cobwebs and and uh a little bit of the nervousness from the very first game and you know just um uh, just about getting in the flow with our offense and just doing what what we did best and not worrying about the other team and what they were doing just focusing on ourselves and I think that's really what we did um well throughout the rest of the season well, and, you know, that previous season, you kind of go through and um, with uh, Joel Osborne getting the starts and you coming in and, and subbing and having different packages throughout a football game. How much of a leg up is that or or is that even to the point to where do you think you could have stepped in and, you know, get that ACU game under your belt if you didn't have those games prior that you still could have reached uh, the level you did there in 2009? I think obviously uh, playing as a sophomore as much as I did really helped me prepare myself for the the 2009 season, um, gaining that experience and that game time. And, and, and a lot of those were you know, key situations. It wasn't just blowout time getting in there. So, you know, you're getting some quality playing time for the sophomore, which is, which is big at, uh, you know, any position, but especially at the quarterback position where there's so much going on. Um, that was really huge for me to get some experience as a sophomore. So I really do think it did help me going into my junior year. Um, you know, Again, sometimes you just have those games and that, you know, the first game of the season for the Bearcats for four out of my five years there were losses to a team in the first game of the season and then going beating them in the playoffs. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where sometimes uh, you just, just don't have it on that day. And the first game of the season for us was that day. And fortunately for, uh, you know, for the 2009 team, that was our only hiccup the whole season. You know, coming back around against ACU that next time and beating the 35-10 in the playoffs, um, 
he had a 71 yard touchdown run in that football game. I mean, that's <laughs> that's pretty impressive, especially for a quarterback to, to be able to step in and do that. We think about the arm so much, but uh, the mobility for you back there was was a really huge weapon for Northwest Missouri State too. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was definitely fun to be able to utilize my legs. That was definitely something I took a lot of pride in. Um, you know, even even back then, you know, dual threat quarterbacks were were um, those type of guys that could really make differences to their offense. And so it was it was only something that I really I uh, took a lot of pride in was being able to run the football as well as throw the football. Well, as we go through that. Uh... That national playoff scenario of beating Abilene Christian, Central Washington, uh, California, then Grand Valley State. Um, jumping back in right after ACU, taking on Central Washington, uh, barely edging them out 21-20, to 20, a huge block extra point to be able to send you on to that next round. What do you remember from that game there in Ellensburg, Washington, back on uh, November 28, 2009? And I tell you, that, that game, in a lot of ways, that game was the national championship, in my opinion because it was one versus two at the time. Um, and Central Washington, they were a great football team, very disciplined, very physical. Um, they weren't super flashy with what they did, but they were just very, very sound football team. And and we went up there, and we were actually down, I think we were down 14-7 to seven at halftime and we weren't playing very well. And um, it, was a, it was a really, you know, physical, tough game. And um, I just remember at halftime, Everybody just kind of rallying together and, and just, you know, reassuring everybody that we just need to get this figured out, just go out there for the second half and play our type of football, and we're going to come out on top. It that's seemed, what we did. It seems like that has uh, been uh, uh, something that goes back even further than uh, 2009 when you look at Bearcat football and really continues to this day with the way Northwest teams are able to face adversity such as that and f- just find a way to uh, get it done. And, again, you look at uh, that second half, and again, you just stepped out and found a way to uh, get some momentum and get it done. And, again, that's just one of the traditions I think you have at Northwest. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean that's just a test, uh, you know, a testament to the guys who are at top. Obviously, Coach Churchma, you know, one of the greatest to do it at any level, and uh, I was very fortunate to have him as my head coach, and then you know Adam Doral uh, doing great things at ACU now, and um, you know he was my offensive coordinator, taught me a lot of things. Coach Floor, my quarterbacks coach, uh, you know, I learned a lot of stuff from Joel Osborne, just going through things, and I mean uh, it just starts at the top with those guys and. You know, they, they laid out the championship mentality. And it was, you know, buy-in or you're not going to make it. And, and that's what it was at Northwest. But it's, you know, such a tight-knit group of people and, you know, the coaches, the, the way that they care about the players and the way that they push the players is what I think allows the, the Bearcats to overcome the adversity that they do in, in football games because they, they lean on each other. It's a very family um, oriented group, uh, no matter what team it is, 09 team, 99 team, any of the 2000s teams. I mean, as as long as as Coach Churchman has been there, they've had that mentality of of being able to come uh, overcome adversity and and find a way to win no matter what. It's a uh, it's really a special place. I mean, there's not not much else you can say about it. It's 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 a special place. Well, you jump in a couple weeks after that win over Central Washington. You're in the national championship against Grand Valley State, who really become a rival with Northwest Missouri State over the years. And it was pedal to the metal for the Bearcats in that football game. Uh, Obviously, Grand Valley 
came back and, and made it a ball game late. But did it feel like early on that uh, you guys might run away and, and hide? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was it was definitely one of those those games that had that feeling. I mean, we had been in a few games earlier that year where it just seemed like we could do no wrong on offense and defense. You know, had every play that they were going to run picked out before they knew what they were going to run. And you know, so it definitely had that feel in the first half. Um, uh, not scoring the the touchdown to make it twenty eight nothing right before halftime. Uh, we had a, a fullback uh, fumble at like the one or two yard line uh, going in that would have gave us a four touchdown lead going into halftime. And, now that and forward progress stopped. was stopped, right? Yeah, I, I mean I, I don't know I, how they didn't I blow that dead, right? For about three or four seconds before they. Uh, you know the ball came out, but uh, didn't didn't uh, end up being that way, and ended up fumbling, and they got the ball now, and we only went up, you know, twenty one to nothing and a half instead of twenty eight nothing. Obviously, you know, Grand Valley's made it to the national championship, so they were a great team too. You can't take anything away from those guys. So they battled in the second half, and it got pretty close. But you know, towards the end of the game, uh, you know, we had there was a couple of different plays where. We stepped up and made the plays that we needed to make when we needed to, and got the win. Well, one of those plays, of course, is uh, an iconic play in Northwest Missouri State history. Now, is you know facing fourth and short, and one wide receiver on the field, and you throw that one up for Jake Soy, and he beats his man and goes in for a touchdown. Can you take us through going into that play? Um, what you were looking for was was there a run called potentially that that you had to switch it out to that pass? What was going on there? Yeah, so that was that was one of our uh, RPO plays, our run pass option plays, and, and so we had two plays called um, going up to the line of scrimmage. One was a run play to Leron Council uh, up the middle, and then the other one was the fade route to to Soy. And I mean, it's a it's a check we had run, you know, thirty five times that year. It was a red zone play that we we ran quite a bit and um, and had a lot of success with it and. Um, you know, it was one of those things where we get up to the line of scrimmage, and obviously walking up to the line of scrimmage, I know what play we're going to call because there's 10 guys in the box and one DB on our best receiver. And and it was their best DB, and it was our best receiver. And, you know, like Coach T said, we, you know, our best one. We gave we gave him a chance, and, and so I did what he, you know, had been doing all, all year that year. Uh, you know, line did a great job protecting like they had done all year, and, you know, executed, and that that was the play that that kind of sealed it for us. When you look at uh, just having the opportunity to throw to Jake Sawyer all season as a quarterback, what's that mean to you to have a guy like that out there that you can count on? Yeah, obviously Jake had an incredible career at Northwest, and and his you know sophomore and junior year, my junior and senior year, he was you know my number one target to go to, and you know you can't say enough great things about Soy. Obviously, he's getting it inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, uh, completely well-deserved. I mean, that that guy was, uh, he was a fun fun guy to have on your team. Uh, definitely definitely a team-oriented guy, and, and the amount of work that he put in uh, behind closed doors uh, was really um, was really impressive, and, and I think was one of the things that made him the player that, that he was at Northwest. And, um, you know, Soy did a great job that year, obviously, but you know, you really can't say enough about all the other receivers that I had. You know, Abe Quad, Nick Rhodes, Ryan Shannon, um, you know, Chad Kilgore, my tight end. Those guys all year long were making making plays for me, and and 
you know, doing big things. And then obviously my O-line protecting me every game and LC. I mean, we had one of the best rushers uh, in, the, in all of Division Two that year in Lawrence Council. And I mean, it, it, when you have those type of guys around you, it definitely makes your job a little bit easier. Well, and to be with those guys and have such a special season, but then to kind of, I guess, lift that weight off of Northwest Missouri State, too, of going and, and losing four consecutive national championships when the clock hits all zeros. What's going through your mind? What's the feeling like on the field? Just bliss. I mean, it was, you know, to this day is one of the, the greatest days of my life. Outside of, outside of my wedding day, and, you know, I got my first kid on the way. Those are probably about the two things that, that would top that national championship game, and that's about it, as most memorable things in my life. I mean, you know, like you said, going four years in a row and, and not coming out on top, and not just not coming out on top, but, I mean, I think from from 05 to 08, in those four national championships, we lost by a combined, like, 10 or 11 points or some, something crazy like that. It was very few amount of points so they were really really close games that we just couldn't come out on top and and so to to finally get over the hump and to to hoist the trophy at the end of the year was was something uh extremely special and i'll never forget it you look back on your career and you hold so many records number one uh single season pass yards completions touchdowns um so many things that you did here at Northwest Missouri State. If you put the national championship aside, is there one game that sticks out or, or, or a memory or play here or there that uh, that kind of still blows your mind when you look back on that you can't, you can't believe um, just some of the stuff you guys were doing? Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of them running through my head right now. I, I always said that I think one of the funnest games I ever played in uh, at Northwest was my sophomore year when we played Abilene Christian in Texas in the playoffs. And they had um, uh, Bernard Scott, um, uh, Johnny Knox. Um, they had some NFL players on their team, and they were a really, really good football team that had beat us at home to open up the season. And it was a back-and-forth game, and uh, we ended up coming out on top at their place. And it was it was just a really, really hard fought fun football game and it was a big road win for us that game stuck out to me um just just because of how much fun it was um and i mean yeah the national championship game you know we've we've been down that road um and then you know the other one i think that i that i would say that was a lot of fun for me was when we played mo west my senior year um in 2010 we had him in the first round of the playoffs at home and we were down 17 to nothing at halftime and ended up coming back and beating them. So that was that was a really good one too. Anytime you take you know get a chance to knock Mo West out of the playoffs is, is a good game. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the Josh Baker uh, fake punt, right? That was that game. Uh, yeah, he did. He had a couple fake punts yeah. that year. The UNO game was the first one he did it. Second game of the season, he had like a sixty yarder, but then he had another long one against uh, Mo West. Well, like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's been 10 years since uh, that uh, 09 championship, but uh, tell us a little bit about where life's taken you since uh, leaving Northwest. Yeah, so uh, it definitely, you're right, it definitely doesn't seem like it's been 10 years. Um, but since, you know, after Northwest, you know, I, I tried to try to take my career to the next level, try to play in the NFL, um, you know, did my pro day, 
uh, had some interest from the 49ers, had an uh, accident that happened after uh, senior year in college where I ended up breaking my throwing hand. And so kind of held me out of some camps and stuff early on, but then ended up getting a, you know, a rookie uh, camp invite with the Vikings in 2012. Um, didn't end up signing with them. And then ended up going over to overseas and played in Italy and Germany and Austria for um, a combined of four years. Um, and I did that from 2013 to 2016 um, through 2016. And then after that, I I hung them up, um, stopped playing ball, and then obviously followed my brother's career, Grady at Northwest, everything he, he did, and then Brooke, obviously, and what he's doing now. Um, I got married um, to my girlfriend who I was with in 2009 when we won the national championship, Natalie. We got married in 2017. Uh, we got our first kid on the way due at the end of uh, November, so that's really exciting. Um, uh, but since I've been back from playing football overseas, I uh, worked at uh, played against sports for a few years, which was a really fun job. I helped. Uh, I was a shift manager there and got a you know talk sports with people all day and do that sort of stuff. But um, I've been doing some freelance personal training and some uh, working with younger footwork, mechanics, stuff like that. That's really what I'm focused on right now. Cool. Well, it's it's, uh, it's great to catch back up with you. It's good to hear that you're doing well. Congratulations on getting married and, and your first child who is on the way. Congratulations, and, and we hope to see you coming back through this game against Central Missouri, final game of the regular season. We'd love to catch up with you then. Oh, yeah, I'll be there for sure. Thanks a lot, Blake. We'll talk to you again soon. Yep, thanks, guys. Thanks again to Blake Bowles for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. He was a Northwest Missouri State quarterback from 2006 through 2010, a national champ. They ran 09, a two-time All-American. Some great years for Northwest Missouri State with Blake Bowles at the helm. That's going to wrap things up for us with this week's show. We want to give a thanks to Alex Kurt for producing the intro and outro music, as well as Austin Hall for engineering the podcast. And also thanks to our sponsors, the Northwest Missouri State Alumni Association and the Northwest Foundation and Mosaic Medical Center Maryville. Watch for a new episode of Bearcat Rewind each Monday throughout the fall. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. For John Coffey, I'm Matt Tritton saying so long.